We're going to turn first to 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. I believe I've heard from the Lord today. I hope I have. That's my goal every time that we come to the podium. It's not just a, a, a sermon, but that we've heard from God for the day. God help us. Posted a little bit. You know, one good sticky note's worth an hour of preaching. I've got about 12, so y'all recognize that this is New Year's Eve and uh, welcome to the watch night service. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I do have a lot today. No way I could get through all of it, but. First Thessalonians chapter 5, if you would. But concerning the times and the seasons, brethren, you have no need that I should write you. For you yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord so comes as a thief in the night. For when they say peace and safety, Then sudden destruction comes upon them as labor pains upon a pregnant woman when they shall not escape. But you, that's a turn, but you, brethren, are not in darkness so that this day would overtake you as a thief. You are all sons of light and sons of the day. For we are not of the night, nor of the darkness. <laughs> Hear that again. For we are not of the night, nor of the darkness. Therefore, let us not sleep as others do, but let us watch and be sober. For those who sleep, sleep at night, and those who get drunk are drunk at night. But let us who are of the day be sober, putting on the breastplate of faith and love, and as a helmet, the hope of salvation. For God did not appoint us to wrath, but to obtain salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ, who died for us, that whether we wake or sleep, let me translate that a little more modern, <laughs> so that so that whether we are alive or dead, that we should live together with him. Therefore, comfort each other and edify one another, just as you also are doing. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father, we love you. Lord, we pray that the power of your spirit would come this morning that you would guide every word, that you would punctuate and enunciate what you would once said today. Lord, use us for your glory. Help us as we hear, and we will be careful to give you praise for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Jeremiah 
chapter 21, God speaks through the prophet, talking about prophets who do not prophesy what the Lord says. They prophesy out of their own heart, out of their own mouth, out of their own thinking. They prophesy peace and prosperity and and encouragement when that's not the message of the day. And the Lord says, they're not my prophets. (laughs) And I will silence their voice. It's Jeremiah 21, if you will. We can't take time to read it. When David Wilkerson was asked one time about preaching about things he sees happening in America, it was pointed out that often he referred to the prophetic books and the Old Testament that are speaking many times to that moment and at that time, but he associated it with things happening today. And he was asked, how is that? Because it's a, it's a, it's a, it is a very popular notion that the prophecies of Jeremiah and Isaiah and Hosea and Nahum and all the, Micah, all of them were for Israel and at that time, which is true. But all scripture is inspired and profitable for doctrine and instruction and in righteousness to the equipping of the saints. And David Wilkerson's answer was interesting and it is correct and it is needed. His answer was history is cyclical. What does that mean? It runs in cycles. History is cyclical. That is a true statement. It's one of the problems with tearing down the history of this nation and, and nations all over the world. It's one of the, the good and the bad. That's one of the problems. See, when you destroy it, it's easier to repeat it. Even the bad things. When you can go to a monument, uh, in, in America it would be a testimony or a, t- a monument to uh, the era of slavery. And you tear it down and there's no, one, there's no time for a child uh, to come and say, what is this about? And you can explain the error and the tragedy and the scourge that occurred in this country. It happens all over the world. History is cyclical. Those prophecies can speak to a specific nation, because, but it can speak to our time because history is cyclical. God will send blessings and judgment upon a society and a country when they either turn to God or turn from God. God will always listen to his answer. How many know God is the same? He never changes. Do we agree across this room that God is the same? I am the Lord your God and I change not. God will always deal consistently with people and nations like he has throughout history. And he said history is cyclical because sin is predictable.
But concerning the times and the seasons, brethren, you have no need that I should write you. We are in a time of lawlessness. You say, no, that's coming after rapture. Second Thessalonians chapter 2 verse 5. Let's read that just a moment. How many of you know that's New Testament? And now and to come. Paul writing says, do, you, do not remember that when I was still with you, I told you these things. Do you not remember when I was with you? I told you these things. And now you know what is restraining, that he may be revealed in his own time. Listen to verse 7. For the mystery of lawlessness is already at work. Until he is taken out of the way. And then the lawless one will be revealed. Of whom the Lord will consume with the breath of his mouth and destroy with the brightness of his coming. The coming of the lawlessness is according to the working of Satan with all powers, signs, and lying wonders. What I need you to see in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2 is that the mystery of lawlessness is already at work. In his first letter to the Thessalonians, he told them that the times and seasons you have no need that I write, and he told you that this would come as birth pangs upon a mother. How many of you are aware that when labor begins, the pain comes with it, but it starts out uncomfortable and far apart. But the closer you get to delivery, it becomes painful and exhausting and close together as birth pangs upon a lady. But you need to hear, the, at the very beginning today, you need to hear, but you. That's important. But you. You're not children of the night. We've lived peace and safety. That's a, in this country, still today, the pulpits are talking about prosperity and safety and, and, and blessings of God. When that is not what the Word of God says about the time and the season that we live in. Say, Pastor, your, your, your message is always strong. No, my message is whatever God's put in my heart, and it's all he gives me. And it's of the time and season that we live in. See, Paul wrote over and over that I would not have you be ignorant, my brethren. Ignorance is not bliss. Ignorance will get you killed. In an age of deception, 
Are you hearing me? We don't have time to go all the way through Matthew 24, but when the, the, the disciples come to Jesus privately and says, how will we know when these things are going to come to pass? And Jesus answered, do not be deceived. When someone brings a deception, hear me, they're bringing a lie. Can I, can I, can I make it plain for you? You can't have deception and truth at the same time. It doesn't work that way. So when there's a deception, when, when, when deception becomes the order of the day, then as Isaiah wrote in Isaiah 59, then truth has fallen in the streets. You can't have the spirit of truth and the spirit of deception operating at the same time. Matthew 24 and verse 12, I believe it is, somewhere around that area. That when Jesus was speaking at the time that we are now facing. I want to ask you again. Do you realize the time and the season? Is there anybody in this house that is not fully aware of the time and the season that we live in? So why would we preach anything different? Jesus said uh, uh, when it comes to this time when the, the age of deception would come, when there would, be, when there would be wars and rumors of wars and earthquakes in various places, all the things that he said, he said, but the end is not yet. He wasn't talking about the end of the world. He's talking about the end of the church age. The end of the age of grace. Because some people try to put this after the rapture. But he's talking about the end of the church age. The age of grace. He said, but the end is not yet. He said that there would be many, many. Somebody say many. That would come, they would be deceiving and being deceived. And because of the deception and the cause of the lawlessness, it says that the love of many, somebody say many, will wax cold. He tells you that many, that there are going to be people fall away because of the lawlessness, because of the violence, because, and you hear them say things like, I, I believed it, if the, if, but if God was this good, why is all this happening? One of the reasons is that they believe the lie of the false teacher of peace and prosperity when the Bible says that in this time it will be the age of deception and lawlessness. False teaching that is everywhere. Hear me. I make a hear me because I see it all the time. This is the perfect example. If you are preaching John 3, 16 and 17, but you are not preaching John 3, 16, 18, 19, and 20. You are a false teacher. Let me just read it so you can point it out. Because you can use the words of God and not have the word of God. Let me say it again. You can have the words of God, but not have the word of God. 
You say, how is that possible? Has anybody ever quoted you in a different setting with a different tone? They didn't talk about what happened before. They didn't talk about what happened after. They just said what you said in a flashpoint, maybe different inflection even. And they, they quoted you as a direct quote. They used your words, but they did not say what you said. Do you understand? For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believed in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but through him the world might be saved. I'm seeing way too many people stop right there in the pulpit, not in the pulpit. And it's in the context always of people's failures, of people's, of people's false teachings, uh, it, it's, it's just another way to say Jesus didn't come to judge and condemn. And that's right. Jesus did not come at his first advent to judge and condemn. He came that, to, to destroy the works of the devil. He came to save. But if you stop there and you leave it there, and that is your intention, what you now have is a verse out of context that is now a pretext. And when you have a pretext, your intent is to deceive. Every single time. You're a deceiver. Hear me. Say, preacher, that's harsh. That's the word. That God did not send his son to condemn the world, that through him the world might be saved. The reason that Jesus didn't come to condemn the world is in verse 18. For he who believes in him, that's Jesus, is not condemned. But he who does not believe is condemned already. Because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. And this is the condemnation. That the light has come into the world and men loved darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. For everyone practicing evil hates the light and does not come to the light lest his deeds be exposed. But he who does tr the truth. Listen. It doesn't say he who hears the truth speaks the truth. You have to hear the truth and speak the truth to get to this place. But what does it say? But he who does truth comes to the light that his deeds may be clearly seen that, he, that they have been done in God. Mm. Hear me. When you're covering for other so-called ministers or your kids or your family or your flock, when, you're, when you refuse to give what the Word says that will correct and reprove their life, then you are leading them to a path of destruction and you are a deceiver. End of story. People think that the deceivers and the false prophets are coming with, with, with horns and tails or something. No, they are coming as angels of light, the Word says. 
When Paul talked about it in, in, in Acts chapter 20, when he says that t- when he was telling them, I'm about to leave, you're going to see my face no more, he said, my concern is, is that when I leave, that, they're, that the ravenous wolves are going to come in. And he said, and false teachers are going to rise up among the sheep. Not from the outside. From the sheep. That's what he says. I would quit preaching it if it wasn't in the book. But it's in there. And it's what's going to cause people to fall when they don't understand what's going on around them. Forty years of preaching Cadillacs and mansions is really going to stink whenever you're wondering how you're going to feed your family if God doesn't come through. But those who have been, those that are children of the day who are walking in the light, if you're in the Word, you are in the light. Before I even leave John chapter 3, 6, 17, 18, 19, and 20, let me tell you that those, it says that men who are, that are walking in darkness is that they prefer the darkness rather than the light because the light exposes who they are. It's, and when they come into the light, you can see that their deeds are evil. But listen to what it says about children of the light. That they will walk into the light and everybody can see their deeds. You think that's all the good stuff, Matt? I'm going to tell you something. When I walk into the light, it's the reason I, I, I am always open with you about the times that I have failed. The, the, the things that I have done wrong. The times that I didn't please God. I, I, you have heard me time and time and time again talk about very personal things in my life. Why? Because I'm walking in the light and I have nothing to hide. Because my sin is under the blood of Jesus. My past has been removed from me as far as the east is from the west. And the person listening to the sound of my voice can understand that you can live it because he's the king of kings. That you can, that you can get up because I got up. That's why. See, when you walk in the light, you have nothing to be ashamed of. Christians ought to stop being embarrassed that they have failed. I got news for you. We know every one of you is a human being. Every one of you. There's not a person in this room that doesn't have failures and gross failures. But when you're his, you just walk in the light as he is the light. You just do it. I would love to stand up here like so many did in January of 2020. Man, the the year was the perfect year for you to stand up and preach a 2020 vision. Heard it over and over, 2020 vision, yet no one saw what was coming. Matt, I remember the night of February 5th of 2020 when I was preaching in the gym and the Lord began to speak through me and I, I even said, I don't even know why I'm saying this. And I began to what, well, the fact of the matter is is I began to prophesy of what was ahead of us that nobody had seen. I didn't even understand what I was saying. And I even said during that, Matt, I'm not talking about me, I'm talking about the Spirit of God and being willing to say what He says. That's what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about, I got it right. No, I'm talking about when the Spirit of God speaks, you ought to speak. Even when you don't understand it, you ought to speak. And I said that there was a time of disaster that was upon us that we should expect to begin right now. And within two weeks, this country was shut down in a pandemic that nobody saw coming. 
I would love to tell you that the close of 2023, that 2024 was going to be our year of blessing and prosperity, but that would be a lie. Sister Becky even this morning says, I hope that 2024 is, a, is better than this year. And I wouldn't rebuke it and I'm not picking on her now. I said, it won't be. It won't be. Because that's, that's not the time and that's not the season that we're in. I read it on a Wednesday night. I'm going to go ahead and read it to you again if that's okay. Well, I'm going to read it to you again, whether it's okay or not okay. I don't know why I say that. I think it makes you feel better. It makes me feel like I gave you a choice. On Tuesday, December 19th, 2023, a few weeks ago in the youth room in a prayer meeting with the youth leaders, I was sitting at the back by myself and the Spirit of God just began to deal with my heart and I knew it was a time to write it down. By myself, no production. I saw and I heard as I was praying. And I'll just go ahead and say in the very much the same manner as February 5th of, of 2020. I saw when I was praying turmoil and upheaval. Unprecedented violence in the streets all over the world. Great uncertainty in America. Concerning our survival as a nation and financial collapse. The Spirit of God said to me that the riots of the 1960s will pale in comparison to the weeks and months of the immediate future. It is imminent. Let me go back to 1 Thessalonians and tell you again that when you're children of the light, you have no need to fear what's coming in the darkness. The very foundations of the nations will be shaken and tested. War or wars will change the world economy and the power centers of the globe. Political chaos will mark the hearts and the minds of the people. I put that in quotes. We are so politically minded. Darkness has covered the land and gross darkness the people. Man-made theologies of false mandates and earthly dominion will be shattered and made a mockery because that's what they are. So that many will repent and cry out to God while many more will harden their hearts and grow bitter and turn in anger and melt into apostasy because of the turmoil and the upheaval. That is scriptural. That is Matthew chapter 24, verse 12, that, that people will leave the faith because of the lawlessness. It wouldn't matter what I felt like the Spirit of God said to my heart if it didn't line with scripture. Hear me. Hear me. There's a movement that's been afoot for years that, that we were just led by the Spirit and, and, and the Word is outside of it. And the Spirit of God will never, ever contradict what the Word of God has to say. Ever. It will never happen. But, I love the but, but to the hungry and the humble 
there will be a repentance that breaks the strongholds of false doctrines. God will demonstrate his power to provide for and protect the faithful. I'll say it again. In the midst of everything that's afoot, God will demonstrate his power to provide for and to protect the faithful. Somebody ought to say hallelujah. Great terror to the hard-hearted. Great power for service to the humble. The time is not coming. The time is here. I woke in the middle of the night last night and just opened my phone because I do stupid stuff like that. Then I can't sleep for a minute. Last night in Beaumont, Texas. Does anybody know where Beaumont's at? I, th- I don't think it would come into, as a surprise that, vi- that Beaumont is violent. Does anybody know that? Two murders in the last two days. In fact, Beaumont has the highest violent crime rate in the state of Texas and one of the highest in the nation. Night before last, a man was killed for a pack of cigarettes. Last night in North Beaumont, at whatever this trail ride thing is, there were a thousand people gathered in North Beaumont for this trail ride that three people were shot. One is already dead, one is hanging on to life, and one is going to survive. But the crowd was completely uncooperative with with emergency services, wouldn't even let the ambulances in. The police had to go in afoot and carry victims out under their own power and transport them in cars and private vehicles because the ambulances couldn't get in because the crowd was uncooperative even in the face of tragedy. Last night, Beaumont, Texas. October 7th. 2023 should have woke the world up. It should have awakened the church, but it certainly woke the woke. When hundreds of demon-possessed savages, does everybody understand how I feel? Invaded Parties and weddings and innocence and mass massacre. The deadliest day in the land of Israel since the Holocaust. In proportion to 9-11, if you if you done the percentages to population versus the dead, it would be if it was 9-11, there would be 30,000 people dead. But I read this week an article that I can't scrub from my mind of how, of how of, of sexual violence that was weaponized systematically. 
where women were ravaged and raped all over the country. Not, that, not in an isolated spot, but systematically. Left in positions to degrade and to horrify. They rape and kill and leave them their half-naked bodies with their backsides in the air or their legs open for whoever finds them to see what's been done so they can be horrified too. To leave victims around them that witnessed it so they can testify of the savagery. Why does that matter? I'll tell you. Brutal! Ones that weren't raped were systematically shot in their genitals first before they were killed so everybody could see it. One particular lady, multiple witnesses talked about that while they were savaging her body, that they they cut her breast off with a box knife and played ball with it. You say, I don't want to hear it. You need to hear it. It's time we woke up. There's children in this room. Those Jewish people have always, go read this Bible. God always had them take their children to see what was true. There has never been a reason to hide the truth from your children. It is why we have lost a generation because we have felt it necessary to hide the truth from them. And then when they grow up and reality hits, they don't even know how to function. It's why that that young people are holding up LAX airport protesting for the Palestinians today. It's why they, listen to me, over the weekend at Ground Zero, where Islamic terrorists attack this nation, thousands of pro-Palestinian protesters took over Ground Zero. God, help us. Wake up. Why are you telling all this? I'll tell you why I'm, te- why I'm going to tell you some of it. Because the Bible tells all of it. Well, let me just read a little. Lest you think I'm crazy. Zechariah, or Isaiah chapter 3. Verse 13, the Lord stands up to plead and stands to judge the people. The Lord will enter into judgment with the elders of his people and his princes. For they have eaten up the vineyard and the plunder of the poor is in your houses. What do you mean by crushing my people and grinding their faces to the poor? The Lord of, says the Lord of hosts, moreover the Lord says, because the daughters of Zion were haughty and walk in outstretched necks and wanton eyes walking and mincing as they go making a jingling with their feet therefore the Lord will strike with a scab and the crown of the daughters of Zion and the Lord will uncover their secret parts you say well that was then let's turn to Zechariah chapter 14 are you with me Zechariah chapter 14, verse 1 says, behold, what does that mean? Stop and take a look. Are you here? 
The day of the Lord is coming. Zechariah was prophesying past us. Past us. The same day of the Lord that Paul just talked about in 2 Thessalonians chapter 3. Are you with me? And the spoil will be divided in your midst. And I will gather the nations to battle against Jerusalem. And the city will be shaken and the houses rifled. Listen. And the women ravaged. Half of the city will go into captivity and a remnant of the people shall not be cut off from the city. Matthew 24 describes the same thing. Yes, that ravaging of women was not just a one-time event that happened on October 7th. It was a biblically prophesied marker of the times and the seasons that we live in. Look, it's in there. Muslims in England, France, Europe are sitting on the edges of a powder keg even as we speak. No longer in the shadows and in the darkness. Now they're the mayors of London and <laughs> Paris has already had burning riots already and, the, and they have only just begun. Hamas and the Palestinians are marked in the word of God the Jews ravage women in barbarianism. Let me tell you other things that are in the Word of God that are happening as we speak. Flat earthers. I've never seen anything like it. If you're in this room and you're a flat earther, God bless you and God help you. And you can believe whatever you want to believe, but when you start trying to make it scriptural and you start condemning people with it, you better back up. You're, you got a right to be dumb. <laughs> but you don't have a right to use it as the marker for judgment and, and condemnation. It's in the Word of God. Flat earthers and young earthers. Oh, here's one to be one that's going to set some people on fire because they don't ever understand it. King James Version zealots. UFOs. We're testifying about UFOs in Congress. We're having congressional meetings, hearings. Are they, are they real? They, let, hear, let, hear me, look at me. They're real. They're real. Aliens. Say, preacher, have you lost your mind? This is, this is, this is mainstream today. Oh, they're not from outer space. They're from the pit of hell. I tell you, they're, 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 they're demon spirits. As in the days of Noah, as in the days of Lot, so shall it be. What marked the days of Noah and Lot was lawlessness, sexual perversion, and giants. Linda West taught me 30 years ago that it was going to happen again. And he said, and they're going to be, she said 30 years ago, they're going to be presented as foreign life, as aliens. 
said they're not aliens. They are demon from the pits testifying about it in public. Lawlessness and sexual perversion. And most of the church will be preaching, you're going to make a million dollars next year and leave in peace and prosperity when they cry peace and safety. Then sudden destruction will come. We are being gaslighted constantly as a nation. Say you're about to get political. I want y'all to hear me again today and I'm going to say it. Because I have left the realm of politics a long time ago. And I have left the realm of of denominational religion, of Christianity. And come to the place of the truth of the word of God. So you can call me anything you want to, but if I can mark it with the word, you will be marked as a deceiver. Because my world, hear it, my worldview is not Washington. My worldview is not Springfield. My worldview comes from Genesis to the Revelation, and I believe every single word of it. When you know what the Word of God says, it will become your plumb line and it will not matter if it's a denominational leader or if it's a Republican or a Democrat. The Word will expose the lie and and when you lay it against the Word, I am going with the Word. Let God be true and let every man be a liar. We've been gaslighted. Where this, this president scolding the media for not carrying his water that the economy is booming. Gaslighted. Y'all are doing just fine. None of you are struggling. Your money goes just as far right now as it did two years ago. It's just your imagination that last year my family's Thanksgiving meal cost $400 and this year it costed $700. That's just your imagination. Although we didn't add any people to it and we had the same exact meal. You're imagining things. Wake Can I read from you 2 Peter chapter 3 just real quick? Beloved, I write to you in this second epistle of which I stir up your pure minds by way of reminder that you may be mindful of the words which were spoken before the holy, by the holy prophets. Uh, Peter is telling them to be reminded of what was spoken by the holy prophets. And commandment to us and the apostles of the Lord and Savior knowing this first that scoffers will come in the last days. And walk according to their own lusts and saying, where is the promise of his coming? Since our fathers fell asleep, all things continue as they were from the beginning of creation. And that is what is being told today. Oh, it's all the same as it's always been. It's always been this way. No, it hasn't. For this they, listen, for this they willfully 
forget. Did you hear it? For this, they willfully, that's not ignorantly. And that's not, that's not unlearned. That's not because they don't know. For this, they willfully forget that by the word of God, the heavens were of old. And the earth was standing out of the water and in the water by which the world then existed and perished, being flooded with water. But the heavens and the earth, which were now preserved by the same word, are reserved for fire until the day of judgment and perdition of ungodly men. But, beloved, do not forget this one thing, that with the Lord a day, one day is a thousand years, and a thousand years is one day, and the Lord is not slack concerning His promises. Some, as some count slackness, but as long-suffering toward us, and He's not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. We live in the age of deception. Lies, lawlessness. We are facing chaos in every way. You think it's no big deal? Hear political folks again. You think it's no big deal that courts are pitching candidates off ballots? You say, oh, here comes the Trump fan. You hear me, and you hear me good. Believers believe in law. For God is not the author of confusion. You hear me? Romans 13 says that government was God's idea. That's the biblical worldview. So I can tell you with God is my witness and strike me dead if I'm lying that if it was Joe Biden, I would feel the same way. And I'm going to tell you why. Because upheaval is coming. Because what the problem is is you've got courts that have intervened in things they didn't even have standing in. Nobody has sued. I don't know if you know anything about the law, but to sue, you have to have standing. <laughs> they are making, and, and, and other states are encouraging, and, they are, and they've made decisions on a person who has never been convicted of a crime. In this country... You are still innocent until proven guilty. Period. And the burden of proof is on the prosecution, not the charged. Say, I don't like that you, I don't care. The problem is being ignorance. And most of the time, willful ignorance. We look over things because it suits our political worldview fancy. As long as I win, the ends justifies the means. God forbid. God forbid. That's how anarchy comes. That's how your lifestyle and your livelihood is going to fall apart. That's how. It's lies. It's deceptions. And I can tell you, again, not to, this is the Spirit of God that's dealt with me for weeks. In fact, I've been waiting for weeks to preach this message. Two weeks. 
And I'll tell you why. So it's not, if this same thing was being preached in pulpits across this nation today, this nation would be a different nation tomorrow. Not in a month, not in a year, tomorrow. You have to know the word. Hear me. You, not your mama, you, not your spouse, you, not your preacher, you, not your, not your youth pastor, you, not your Sunday school teacher, you. If you don't know the word, you will believe the lie. I woke up at four this morning. I'm getting tired of this. And I had something to write down very quickly because I knew that I didn't need to lose it. You need to hear it. Seeing is believing. How many of you ever heard that? Seeing is believing. No. No. Seeing is deceiving. We live in the day, day of deep fakes and nudity apps. A picture is no longer worth a thousand words. I sent it to all the youth staff. One of the, hear me. Parents taking the, the, the digital world by storm. And I should go ahead and remind you one more time. The longer you can keep them analog, the better off you're going to be. None of you so far believe me on that. But one of these days, you're going to be wish you had. One of the apps taking the, 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 the world by storm is nudity apps. Where you take a picture of any lady, run it through the app, and it takes your clothes off. Now, it's AI. It's AI. It's artificial intelligence. By the way, knowledge will increase. You say, well, what's the big deal with that? Well, let's wait and see when it's your daughter. That it's a completely fake, but it looks completely real. That it's dropped onto social media. That it's, dropped, that it's airdropped in the halls at her high school. Let's see what it is when it's your daughter that goes and takes a handful of pills because somebody made a deep fake of her, of, of her in some compromising position and, and, and uh, took a nap to take her clothes off. So let's see what we think about it then. Lawlessness. We've said it for years. You've heard it. Show me and I'll believe. Yes? Jesus said, believe and I'll show you. Oh, you don't know that. Believe. Show me and I'll believe. Jesus said, oh no. Believe on me and I'll show you. See, faith comes first. He says, blessed are he said, he said, <laughs> he said, you see me. He said, but blessed are those who have not seen but believe. We are upside down and backwards. 
Isaiah said there was coming a time when good would be called evil and evil would be called good. And it's undeniably what's going on. You say, where's the end of it, preacher? Isaiah 59, truth has fallen in the street. Verse 14, truth has fallen in the street and equity cannot enter. So truth fails. And he who departs from evil makes himself a prey. Then the Lord saw it, and it displeased him, and there was no justice. He saw that there was no man and wondered that there was no intercession. They wasn't praying. Therefore, his own arm brought salvation to him. And his own righteousness is sustained him. For he put on a breastplate as uh, for he put on righteousness as a breastplate. Now hold on. Did I not just read to you in 2 Thessalonians what Paul said to do in this day and this hour? Isaiah and the apostle agree. Put on, for he put on the righteousness as a breastplate and the helmet of salvation his head. He put on the garments of vengeance for clothing and clad with the zeal as a cloak. According to their deeds, I want you to hear something. You say, God is doing this according to their deeds. You're not hearing me. The wages of sin didn't become death in Romans chapter 6. The wages, have been, the wages of sin have been death since Genesis chapter 3. According to their deeds, according, accordingly he will repay fury to his adversaries, recompense to his enemies. The coastlands will fully repay, so they will fear the name of the Lord from the west and his glory from the rising of the sun. Oh, there are other ones we've, we've quoted for years, so if it was appropriate when you shouted, it's appropriate now. Are you ready? For when the enemy comes in like a flood... The Spirit of the Lord will lift up a standard against it. The Redeemer will come to Zion and those who will turn from their transgression. And Jacob says the Lord, as for me, says the Lord, this is my covenant with them. My Spirit unto, unto whom is upon you and my words which I put in your mouth shall not depart from your mouth nor from the mouth of your descendants nor from the mouth of your descendants' descendants can I help you with that? This is my word to you, to your kids, to your grandkids. It's, your, it's my word to your descendants, descendants. Says the Lord, for this time and forevermore. Verse 15. 
We could spend literally on a watch night service. Of all the things that this Bible records will happen in this day. All the way down to things like veganism. Being a lie and deception, not just a preference in how you eat. To acceptance of Eastern religions made mainstream in the church. You say, well, we're not doing that. I believe there's Christian yoga all over the place. Ravaging. Savaging. It's all in there. It's not sensationalism. It's the Word of God. The world is begging us to be drugged into war. We're in, there's wars and rumors of wars. Israel's about to open up a northern front into Lebanon. I just read last night where in the, in the, outside of the West Bank they're hearing digging and scraping and tunneling under the earth in the West Bank and now they're having to investigate because they're concerned that what happened in Gaza October 7th is about to happen in the West Bank through the underground tunnels again. Iran has said they're going to shut down the Mediterranean Sea and I've already shut down the Red Sea once. They've attacked our ships with drones and wars and rumors of wars. But you, brethren, are not of the darkness. You're not of the darkness. So that the day would overtake you as a thief. It shouldn't, it's not going to catch you by surprise. Why? Because the words here and a preacher will preach it to you. Brandon, you can come back. Matthew 24. Matthew 24, and Jesus... Verse 3, tell us when will these things be and what will be the sign of your coming of the end of the age. And Jesus answered them and said, take heed that no one deceives you. For many will come in my name saying I am the Christ and will deceive many. And you will hear of wars and rumors of wars. Hear me to the child of God. Are you with me? See that you're not troubled. For all of these must come to pass. But the end of the age is not yet. For nation will rise against nation. Kingdom against kingdom. And there will be famines and pestilences. That's incurable diseases that come out of nowhere. 
and earthquakes in various places. And all of these are the beginning of sorrows. Beginning of sorrows there again refers to labor, to labor pain. Then they will deliver you up to, tri- to tribulation and kill you. He's talking to certainly the Jewish nation. You're seeing that. Could apply to anybody. And you will be hated by all nations for my name's sake. And then many will be offended and will betray one another. And hate one another. Then many, somebody say many, false prophets. Many will rise up. Not a few, many. And deceive many. And because of lawlessness, and because lawlessness will abound, the love of many will grow cold. But he who endures to the end shall be saved. And this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world and is written to all nations and then the end of the age will come. Zechariah 10, 14 says, Do not despise the days of small beginnings. You've heard it before. For the Lord rejoices to see the work begin and to see the plumb line in Zerubbabel's hand. The word of the Lord to Mag Church, that this ministry was this. About six weeks ago, I remind you of what I placed in your heart from the beginning. I've called you to be my voice to the world. Prepare yourself. Prepare Mag. You're a voice to the church of the world. You not belong to the assemblies of God. You belong to me. I have, I am, and I will continue to open doors and put you in places that you could never obtain on your, or open yourself. For this is my work, a sovereign work. Mag is a chosen, Mag Church is a chosen place and means, pulpit and platform to accomplish my will through you. I've already opened doors that you did not pursue. Carried your voice to the places of influence. I've given you favor. I've put boldness in you if you will obey me radically. Speak clearly and boldly as I speak. If you will seek me. This is not just to me. This is to my church. If you will seek me. If you will walk humbly in my sight, I will walk with you. And even go before you continually, opening doors and making a way. I will do exploits through you if you will fix your gaze on who I am. Follow me. Be sensitive to the Spirit and to my voice. Do not get distracted by the noise around you. Do not grow weary in well-doing. Keep preaching, keep reminding, keep leading, exhort, convince, and rebuke. Do the work of an evangelist. You can trust me. You can hear me. You can ask of me. When the opposition comes, they are not trying to stop you. They're trying to stop me. They are fighting me, opposing me. Walk closely and obey. They might as well try to hold back the tide as try to hold back me. 
in the light of where we at, you should hear that. They might as well try to hold back the tide, the oceans, as try to hold back me. Mag Church, the time, the call is to draw near to Him. Stand with me across this place. The call is to not bury your face and be ignorant. The, 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 the call is for you to open your eyes and to open your ears, to get in His Word and to seek His face. Seek me and you will find me when you search for me with all your heart. Call on me and I will answer you and show you great and mighty things that you do not know. The question is, will we do what he's asked us to do? Or will we be deceived and our love wax cold because of what's happening in this old world? My eyes are fixed on a different place. My eyes are set on a different country. <laughs> I, I see the same place that they saw in, in, in Hebrews 11 that they saw from afar off. I'm in this world, not of it. My hope is not here. My hope is there. And this is a hope for everyone. Every man, woman, boy, and girl of Adam's race, he's offered it to I've said it many, many times. I believe that day that we live in is much like the Dickens novel, The Tale of Two Cities. It was the best of times and it was the worst of times. The devil's gonna rage, but he's no match for the living God. And God will not have, an, it's, a, it's a lie that's been perpetrated on the church for decades that there was no move of God coming to this generation. And I'm here to tell you that he's not going to live the closing generation without his presence and without a move. He will not do it. The answer, the answer, the anecdote. I want you to hear a strong message. There is a bomb in Gilead. There is still a bomb in Gilead. And I want to tell you there is still a remedy. And his name is Jesus Christ. And his guide is the word of God. And he will not leave you. He will not forsake you. He told us if we would turn to him and follow him closely, that he would be Jireh, that he will provide and he will protect. You have nothing to fear. We walk in the, dark, in the light, not in the darkness. And that fear will not overtake us as a thief in the night. All over this place, this morning, if you don't know him, if you've not made him your Lord and your Savior, today is the day of salvation. Today is the day of salvation. If you want following him casually, that will not work. That's a Savior, but no Lord. It's a radical obedience. It'll change how you live, yes. It'll change where you go. It'll change, it'll change everything. That's the call today. What, 
Will you sell out to him today? That used to be what the old timer said. You got to be sold out. Not, not be a sellout. Be sold out to him. Are you here today? Will you do that? If that's you, I'd make my way to a place, an altar. I'd stretch my hands to heaven where you're at, whatever, wherever. I, but I would do it.